Hey, everybody. This is Heidi St. John. Welcome to the Busy Mom Podcast. Today is Wednesday, October 18th. And as promised, I have one of my most favorite people in the world on the podcast with me today. Ruth Simons is here. She's the author of Grace Laced. And we're going to be talking a little bit about finding teachable moments in your day. And if you're struggling to disciple your children and you're feeling like you're doing it wrong, stick around. I think you're going to be encouraged. So Ruth, my friend, welcome to the podcast. Thanks so much for having me, Heidi. It is just so much fun. We've been trying to do this for a long time, and between your life and my life, it just hasn't worked out. So this is a lot of fun to have you here. <laughs> I know. it. We've had a busy fall of both of us. Yes. So I'm going to explain to everybody. So for those of you who are listening who aren't familiar with Ruth, you probably will be familiar with her new book, Grace Lace. Ruth is an artist. And she's not just any old artist. She's amazing. I could sit and look at her stuff forever. Uh, it's It just relaxes my heart and makes me remember that I have a creator. And I think uh, that's a lot of why her book is doing so well. And I think another thing I love about Ruth and why I think she's going to be a great fit for the podcast is because she's interested in the gospel and how it intersects with her daily life. And she has uh, she's living that out. She's actually walking uh, the talk. And so I'm excited. Ruth has six boys. Ruth, you have six boys. I have six boys. <laughs> you are like a moment of silence for Ruth having six boys. Uh, <laughs> yeah. And I love that your bio says that uh, you're usually busy eating chips and salsa and sorting laundry and cooking for crowds. <laughs> That's I love right. It. That's yeah, right. I love it. And you've been married to your to your uh, sweetheart, Troy, for how long? 19 years. We're do- We're celebrating 20 years this next summer. My oldest is 14 and my youngest is four. And so we've been in the the parenting journey for a a little while now. So (laughs) Mm, I love it. And you live near Albuquerque because that's where we had lunch, right? Yep, that's right. We're in New Mexico and in the desert where, you know, it's it's beautiful in its own way. And lots of opportunity to consider how the Lord works and in places you expect and places you don't expect. So. Yeah. Well, I am excited to have you here, mostly because, uh, well, first, I love you, but I want to just uh, talk to you about something that I talk about on the podcast a lot, which is just this idea of family discipleship and how important it is that we don't uh, waste the time that we have with our children focusing on things that don't matter. And I think moms often feel overwhelmed and frustrated, and you and I have been talking about finding teachable moments in your day. So for the mom who feels overwhelmed and she's like, I really, I really want, uh, I want to be this great discipler of my children. Mm-hmm. I want to be this, I want to be a, a, a grand uh, expositor of the word of God, right. but I just feel like <laughs> yeah. I'm failing. What do you, what do you say uh, to that mom? You know, Heidi, I think that a lot of times as moms, we think of everything um, with a start and a finish. We think of it as a like a project that we can tackle and complete. And when it comes to discipling our kids, it's just not something that we're going to hit the finish line right away. And when we seek to do so, it discourages us. So, you know, we come to a day and something happens between our kids and they get in a fight and we think, okay, here's our moment. And we're trying to give them a big talk, but then they're hardened of heart. And sooner before we know it, we're just frustrated. And we think nobody's listening. How come nobody can follow through with, um, you know, their chores or understanding um, what the rules are in this house. And we get really frustrated and we, we pass up 
that opportunity throughout the day because we think that that one moment that we were going for um, didn't yield the fruit that we expected. And so I think I think one of the um, the lessons I really have had to learn in the last decade and a half of my unlikely mothering journey because I I'm not naturally gifted at working with children or um, or 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 boys, mm, you know, having right? six boys, which is its own but thing. I think one of the things that one of the things that the Lord's really grown me in is recognizing that um, that being available and being attuned to how the Lord might work throughout my day in strange and unexpected moments is actually to be expected. Meaning, you know, I want it to look like we all sit down at eight o'clock and we open our Bibles and we disciple (laughs) our children and everybody sings a hymn. And then we take turns offering up prayer requests and everybody sits still. Like that's literally what I (laughs) want. And I, and I hope that somebody serves up tea while we're doing it, you know? (laughs) And so in my mind, I just have this picture of Nanny is doing your laundry while all this is happening. Someone else is doing your laundry. And then the children, you know, and somebody says, could we please sing rock of ages today? You know, and it's like this glorious, beautiful (laughs) moment where their hearts are soaring and they love the Lord. And everybody's like, I'll serve you first, honey. You know, like it's, just, I, I picture it being sweet like that. Yeah. But instead, I have a whole bunch of children who put their shorts on backwards, who, um, you know, fight to use the bathroom first. And then they put their first. feet on the person who's sitting next to them, and then that becomes a fight. And then they spill the tea that exactly. you made for them. Yes, exactly. I and then you say, and then you say, you know, what do you guys think about what the word says here? Dead silence. Yeah. Right? right? And that happens so often. <laughs> and so one thing that Troy and I really had to learn, I mean, especially me, because I am, you know, I, I like, I like to say that I'm a recovering perfectionist. Yes. You know, I, I, I set my expectations really high out of pride. Yeah. Ultimately it's out of pride, not mm-hmm. out of real purpose. It's more just that I'm proud and I want to, I want to see results before yes. my effort. I want to put in enough, put an effort, um, you know, purpose to do something and I want to see results. Yeah. But I think the thing that I've been learning is just that if my heart is for discipleship and if my heart is to train up my kids, then the Lord has every right to call me up to the task at yeah. any moment, at any yeah. time, um, in any context. And so maybe it means that I humble myself and say, okay, we did our you know morning Bible reading time and no, nobody was really super responsive this morning. Not the way I was hoping. Nobody requested to sing Rock of Ages today. Okay, well, (laughs) let's put away breakfast. And then I look for other opportunities. So maybe it means that, you know, while trying to sort socks later, you know, I I have a minute to to talk about something funny with one child and then then have an opportunity to bring it up again and, and say, hey, you know, this makes me think of how we were talking this morning about you know, God's care for even, even the wildflowers and the, and the birds of the air. And, and look, we have socks that match, you yeah. know, let's, we're so grateful that we even get to do laundry and that today. Rock that you and, just broke the window with earlier. <laughs> Let me tell you about a song. <laughs> There's oh, a song. Man. I mean, yeah, obviously some days are, some Sundays are naturally just a glorious, like orchestration of everybody being just like very, very open to worship and the word Mm -hmm. of God and everybody's cooperating. But then, you know, when you have a family of eight, you know, or even if you have a family of 
two, three, four, you know, it's mm-hmm. always going to require that, um, that the Lord intervene because we're sure not going to create the, the perfect ambiance or the, just the right conversation. And well, and I think what you said was so good. We're talking about expectation. And I think, you know, it's always, it's in our expectation. So we come into this thing, whether it's discipling our children or we sit down for family devotions. I love that you're so honest uh, because that's life. You know, yesterday I did a, uh, I did a webcast for a company and, and the guy who was interviewing me said, you know, talk to the mom. He said, I'm sure with all these people listening, someone has, is having a rough day and they're wondering why they're homeschooling. And I was like, no, everyone's wondering why they're homeschooling and everyone's having a hard day. (laughs) I actually think that might be the rule and not the exception. I think the exception is I woke up today and the kids came downstairs and they said, mom, I am so happy to see you. I woke up early and I did my grammar and I did two lessons of math because I knew it would bless you. And then I got the kids (laughs) up and we folded laundry. And I'm like, yeah, that never actually happens. I think the funny thing is as moms, sometimes we expect the behavior from our children that would make it unnecessary for us to disciple them. <laughs> That's a good point. So often, we we expect that, right? We yeah. so often expect that they would rise up and make the right, right choices, that they would speak to their brothers with the right tone of voice, that they would obey the first time, that they would... Stop um, being sinners. Right. And then we would, and then I think we just kind of say, well, then I won't, I won't have to do my job. I won't have mm-hmm. to disciple them or train them up. And so I think it's very funny that I think, you know, if you if you pin me on it, I'd say, yes, my role as mom to these six boys is that I am training them up. I'm discipling their little hearts. I am showing them the gospel that they might become followers of Jesus. And then in the next second, I'm like, why are you requiring that I train you and disciple you? And can't you like just hear the gospel once and get it forevermore and like stop sinning? <laughs> you know? So. so what you're telling me is that there is no easy button. There is no easy button. And I think I, of all people, I would just say, have have had the hardest time learning that lesson. Mm. I I want an easy button so badly. I want to conquer motherhood. I want to just like, just do the work once and have it reap dividends over and over without Mm. me trying every day. But I think that's the, that's the thing is, is you're right, Heidi, that the exception is that they would come downstairs and suddenly you would see the fruit of yesterday or the day before the last five years of training. That's the exception. The The general calling in the everyday calling is that we would persevere and press into the work of being missionaries in our own home day in yeah. and day out. You know, yeah. Their and hearts I- are not going to be changed in one, one solid day of homeschooling and discipling well. No, that's right. And I think it's important for moms to know that, or and dads, because lots of dads listen to this too, that, you know, bad days don't make bad moms and they don't make bad, uh, bad dads. And I think for us to just say, okay, Lord, I realize I'm on a marathon. This isn't a sprint, which means I need fresh grace every single morning. I need, shoot fire. I need fresh grace every couple of hours. Every couple of hours, I'm going back to the Lord and saying, I'm in over my head. I feel, you know, I feel inadequate to uh, what God's called me to. But one thing I love about you, Ruth, is, well, I love your honesty. And I also love that you're walking this thing out with integrity so that moms everywhere can, because we all are the same. We're all, we're going through different hills and valleys at different seasons of our lives. But the truth is we want to be more like Jesus. And I think the fact that uh, God says that his strength is made perfect in weakness 
is probably the most, one of the most encouraging things about the word of God to me, because it tells me I can come to him with my weakness and he's going to work through it anyway, because he's honoring the heart. He knows that you wanted to sing Rock of Ages and have someone do your laundry and serve tea and have your kids open the word and be inspired by it and start preaching at you. He knows you wanted that. He knows that your heart was there, but that your reality didn't match up with your heart. And I think God honors it like he honors all of our requests when we come to him with a pure heart. And we say, Lord, I can't do this by myself. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I think that's why I love to say that motherhood is sanctifying, because I think we think that our job is to form them. But really, in motherhood, God is forming us. Mm. And he's making us into a new creation through yeah. the sanctifying work of mothering and yeah. and the work that is challenging and difficult and highlights our weaknesses. I mean, I'd love to know if there's any mom out there who feels like motherhood just highlights all their strengths because I sure don't feel that way. <laughs> I feel like motherhood absolutely is um, center stage for all my most grievous sin and my, mm. my weaknesses and my um, personality flaws. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, it keeps you on your so, knees. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. and I think it's meant to do that. I uh, in in part of becoming mom strong, I was talking about um, this little this business of changing hearts and minds, which is you know shaping them uh, from the time they're little, really until you know. I mean, my kids are three of my kids are grown and gone now, and I am still shepherding and praying for. I'm probably praying for my three older ones more now than I have ever prayed for them in their lives because I realize I have zero control. I have lots of influence because they love me, but zero, really zero control. You can control a certain degree of what happens when your kids are at home, but once they leave, it you know, it's out of your hands. And I, I one day I just, I was crying out before the Lord and I realized that this business of shaping hearts and minds is really shaping mine. It's really, it's it's causing me to come closer to the Lord. It's exposing my weaknesses. It's making me go, you know, I mean, I don't know if you this has ever happened to you, Ruth, but uh, my kids have made me say things that I was like, I mean, they've pushed me to the point where I, I said something I didn't want to say and didn't believe I would ever say to one of my children. And I'm like, <laughs> I cannot believe I just said that out loud. <laughs> you know. Oh, and then you got to go back and say, okay, I'm really sorry. And let me just tell you, I don't even have an excuse for that. That was me speaking out of frustration. And I am so sorry. That is not the mom I want to be. And that is humbling. And so motherhood also humbles you. Absolutely. For yeah. sure. Yeah. When you, when you, uh, and got married, were you planning? I just want to know. I'm going to ask you a couple of personal questions because I know you can handle it. Uh, were you planning on having six kids? Just tell me the truth. Were you, were you like, let's get married and have a whole bunch of babies? No, absolutely not. Um, I, I will readily confess that, um, I initially really thought of babies. Um, oh, I'm so embarrassed to even admit it like this, but I, (laughs) I think I thought they were just like, cute accessories. Like I really didn't think about forever. I didn't, I mean, I didn't think about the investment in that it was training up. I was so me focused and I'm not saying I was, I was, you know, the most selfish person in the world. But now when I look back, I think I was really into myself. And so having a baby was more like, well, this is the next thing I get to do and shine at. And um, it really wasn't, wasn't that way. It kind of brought about the dark ages. You know? <laughs> um, it was like the ushering in of like, 
my <laughs> real confrontation with myself and yeah. my sin. And it was absolutely um, the ushering in of an entire era that I did not think I could ever handle or be called to. I was like, I mean, in my mind, I thought, we'll have one boy and one girl yeah. and, you know, <laughs> travel the world and eat lots of fun foods. Yeah. <laughs> Won't that be good? And dress really cute. And now it's like, um, well, you know, the Lord has a, not just a sense of humor, but he has just such a good way of pushing us to the life that we would not have chosen for ourselves, mm. but the one that we can see him most actively work in. And I I can see it clearly because I couldn't have painted it or orchestrated it out this way myself. Mm, I love how the Lord works. And did you, so my next question, the obvious next question to that is, did you uh, wake up one morning uh, when you were, you know, 17 and say, I'm going to have six boys. We know that that didn't happen. And I'm going to write um, a best-selling Christian's book. Were you? Were, did you always think I'm going to be an author? I know that you're no. an artist. I think I feel like ever since I met you, I'm like this. This girl's an artist. Like you even dress like an artist. You really do. You got the boho thing down really awesome. You're so ridiculously cute. And I'm like, can you pick out my clothes for me? <laughs> you're so sweet. <laughs> but when? You know, uh, how did that come about? Yeah, you know, I I certainly always aspire to creating and writing. And I was always interested in writing, always painting or drawing. I remember being in high school and if I was bored in a lecture, I would like start drawing my left hand. You know, I mean, Mm -hmm. I was always drawing, but basically growing up in a Chinese community, Mm -hmm. um, you know, art and creative writing really was not um, highlighted as a, as a good career path. And right. and then ultimately, I wasn't looking for a career because I actually was planning um, on getting married and being a missionary. Um, and having some we, cute accessories. I, and exactly have a few <laughs> accessories. And um, in, in my mind, I really thought, you know, um, I really saw my life being used a certain way. I really thought that we were going to um, be overseas for the majority of our lives and be missionaries. And um, I really could never have, I, I, I thought to myself that art and writing seemed to be secular to me at the time. And mm-hmm. it seemed like, okay, to do something artistic, um, basically it meant that I would like try to dig deep down in myself and try to come up with a an entire series and then try to get in a gallery and do an installation of all my inner workings put on paper or canvas, yeah, right? And, right? And so when I, when I followed when in college, when I really grappled with the grace of God and and really wanted to serve Him with my life, I put aside the artwork, thinking that that had only to do with me. Because honestly, at the time, it really only had to do with me, and it had to do with self discovery. And I and I just kind of knew that it wasn't aligning, and so um, I really put it aside for the next fifteen years. And I don't think my blog readers even knew um, when the blog started 10 years ago, I don't even think my blog readers knew I was an artist. Um, I think once a year I would like donate a painting or something to a silent auction to benefit the school we had started to, to benefit missions. But I, I didn't really talk about being an artist much. And and I think at the time the Lord was just teaching me to put my artistry maybe in. Um, I think there was a time when I was sewing some things. I would sew placemats or crochet dishcloths or, um, really got into cooking for a long time. And that's why there's so many recipes on the blog from so many years ago. Mm -hmm. Um, 
but during that time, I think the Lord really taught me to see created creativity and the creative arts for the purpose of serving and blessing and building up the body rather than building myself up. Mm. And so, you know, fast forward um, several years and social media kind of blew up a couple years ago. Well, you know, several years ago, but, um, but around, you know, about four years ago, five years ago was when Instagram really started taking off. And it was during that time that I just on a whim decided to start um, posting little things that I would draw during nap time. I was doing a series on my blog where I was drawing something and writing a few devotional thoughts every day to go along with it. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and it was uh, four years ago this November that I took 300 bucks from my savings that, that I was saving up for some personal stuff and just bought some prints and launched an online shop. And now four years later, um, I really am humbled because I would have written my story out a certain way, but the Lord chose to delay mm. it and um, and make it come public at a time when it ultimately became something I could be open-handed about and not make it so much about myself. Mm. And so I am grateful that now it really is about reflecting Him and the beauty that already exists in God's Word and in His creation and in the gospel that resides in our hearts. Mm. But um, it's not so much about reflecting me anymore. Well, and it's wonderful too. I think it's important for listeners to know there are two things that I might, two takeaways that I get from talking to you about this. One is that God gives us dreams to match the season that we're in. So we don't always get to do the things that are in our heart to do in the particular season that we're in. And I talk a lot about that in Becoming Mom Strong and just saying, Lord, you see that I'm surrounded by three toddlers and I'm pregnant. And right. I have these dreams in my heart that I I have all these things I want to do. And God says, not right now, not right now. And he's doing this refining in us and he's, and he's shaping us and making us into the, to the uh, women that he wants us to be. And in the process of doing that, God is always at work in the background. He's always orchestrating things. And you know, the Bible says that we make our plans, but the Lord directs our steps. And certainly that's been true in my life. And I can see also in uh, in your life. And the second thing that I think is important for listeners to know is where God uh, where God directs and where He uh, provides, His grace always follows. So for example, I know that everyone listening to this is going, wait a second. She has the Grace Lace Shop. She has an awesome book that is uh, in stores everywhere right now. And she's homeschooling? How's she doing that? Well, you're doing it the same way I'm doing it. Your husband is home now full-time, correct? And he helps you. You guys are a team. Yes, and we are doing it together. And you know, it's interesting because our the first half of our marriage, um, I completely worked behind the scenes in home things and homeschooling things, helped him start a school, um, helped him pastor a church as he was a church planter. Um, and he is joyfully now um, kind of coming alongside of this opportunity that the Lord's given us. And for my my work to shine right now in this season, and, you know, I think that's the joy of knowing that he, the Lord genuinely does provide mm-hmm. for all that he calls us to. And when we know that, we can say, okay, this this particular season we're in, I, I'm not going to even assume or presume upon the Lord that it's going to 
be the next 10 years. I'm going to just take it one day at a time and say, what have you provided for me today? You've provided a loving husband, a supportive family and teamwork and a a team that comes alongside of me. And I'm going to use all those things and steward them well. And if the Lord chooses for us to take a different directions at some point, which he has, he has given us several stages of our lives where we've had to take a different direction. He'll provide for that as well. And so I think sometimes we need to be patient enough to see the Lord provide for what he calls us to rather than create our calling and then run after trying to manipulate how we can provide for ourselves. Yeah, no, I think that's absolutely right. And I, I love, I love that you are um, reminding listeners that um, if we have a dream in our heart to just go, Lord, you see, God knows because he created us with this incredible talent and gift and ability, and God wants to give us opportunities to use it. So I am just so thrilled to have had you on the podcast today. I know this is why I loved having lunch with you in Albuquerque. You were just, and you're real and you're encouraging. That was such- blessing. I know it was. It's like, we're like two ships in the night. And for whatever reason, we hooked up in Albuquerque on the same, you weren't busy and I was there. So it worked out great. Um, But I just want to thank you for being here uh, today and for encouraging our listeners to just walk with the Lord and to remind them that they're, um, that they don't have to be perfect to teach their children about the Lord, that they can do it in, in everyday moments, find those teachable moments um, and it's okay to find them throughout the day. And if you don't have, if your kids don't sit down and sing Rock of Ages with you and want to um, <laughs> preach the scriptures at the end of the day, that's all right, because God's still at work. Absolutely. Thanks for having me, Heidi. Thank you so much, Ruth. And I'm going to look forward to having you back on another on another show. Hey, everybody, don't forget, I'm going to be in Tulsa next weekend for the Fearless Conference. I hope you guys will come out for that. And the weekend after that, I will be bringing the MomStrong Conference to Kansas City, Missouri. Tickets are still available online. If you have a question or a show idea, as always, you can shoot them to me at podcast at thebusymom.com. And I look forward to reading your emails and uh, coming up with a show idea from them. So thanks, everybody, for listening. We'll see you back Back here on Friday. For more encouragement, visit me online at thebusymom.com. <laughs>